the grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. What if? Those are some of the most powerful words for a free people to ask. But what if we first hear a word from our sponsor before we get started? Mercantile Mountain is an online e-commerce business that sells a wide variety of shirts, backpacks, hats, jackets, footwear, camping, sports, health, and home decor products. With unique branding, Mercantile Mountain desires to help you renew and refocus your life to your God-given purpose. I know the owner, Clay Carroll, personally, and I am proud to call him a patriot and a friend. He has a heart for American small business and seeks to source his products with like-minded craftsmen, artisans, and businesses to bring quality products to his customers. Clay is a devoted husband and father and has the spirit of a kingdom patriot. Clay loves God and country, thus the birth of Mercantile Mountain. Go to their website today to order your favorite products. That's mercantilemountain.com. Again, type in mercantilemountain.com to order today. We think highly enough of their products that we've partnered with them for Kingdom Patriot branded merchandise. When you go there, be sure to tell them you are a Kingdom Patriot. You will hear wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Matthew 24, 6-8. That's how we open this week's news and review. Wars, rumors, truth. What is truth? Today we'll be touching on biolabs in Ukraine for our podcast. But we are also hearing now rumors that Zelensky could be bombing his own civilian sites to try and win the propaganda war against Putin. How do you know what the truth is? How do you know if what Putin is doing is actually a righteous war, which I don't believe that, but it's so difficult to know the truth in today's world, and it can create a lot of anxiety. So let's talk about what's really going on in the world. I saw this article this morning, China warns the worst consequences for any nation that's sending military aid to Taiwan. In fact, the article quotes Australian Defense Minister Peter Dutton saying that Australia will do whatever we can to prevent China from attacking Taiwan. And of course, China responds that any country supporting Taiwan military would face the worst consequences, adding that no one and no force would be able to stop the Communist Party if it took action against the island country, according to the report. Now, first of all, I don't believe that for a second. I think if China truly believed there would be no repercussions or they could take it easily, they would have done so. This is not the kind of posture that is ratcheting down the conversation. That's only escalation. In fact, China continues to ratchet up its aggression towards Taiwan, including sending nine military aircraft inside Taiwan's air defense zone just last month. We've emboldened China with a lack of action in Ukraine, and if China took Taiwan, it would be disastrous. It'd have a much larger impact on the world. For example, I read this week that 25% of the world's wheat actually is exported from, you guessed it, Russia and Ukraine. Because of the West sanctions, it's rumored that Putin had already made secret deals with China to export raw materials to the CCP. However, it's also rumored that China will only negotiate from a position of strength and that they are ruthless negotiators. 
So it's likely they are getting a hefty discount to be the recipient of Russia's resources. So how does that play out with Taiwan? If China takes Taiwan, they will have control of these products that Taiwan produces. Electrical machinery, computer chips and equipment, machinery including computers, plastics, plastic articles, optical, technical, and medical equipment, iron steel, and products that are made from iron steel, copper, man-made fabrics, and filaments. If China owns all of these resources of Taiwan, does it also stand to reason that they will negotiate from a position of strength with the rest of the world? What would we do to stop it? Would we challenge China, who's the second largest foreign entity that owns U.S. debt, barely behind Japan? I doubt it. War on poverty, war on drugs, domestic terrorism, Christian conservatives being labeled as hate groups and terroristic organizations. We hear this almost daily. Here's other global conflicts that are on the radar that can be found at crisisgroup.org. Here's the ones that they reflect on that we should be watching in 2022. Of course, number one is Ukraine. But how about Ethiopia, Afghanistan, in which we abandoned that country to the ruthless Taliban? U.S. and China that we just spoke about, Iran versus the United States and Israel, Yemen, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, Haiti, Myanmar, and Islamic militants in Africa. Why do you think I shared the scripture of Matthew above to open up this news interview? Don't be lulled to sleep by words from politicians that tell you the world is a better and safer place since Biden was elected. In fact, global conflict is reaching a fever pitch. I'm sure it's going to ebb and flow because the heart of man is desperately wicked without Christ. That's what we're seeing, a world left to its own device, devoid of Christ. These are but the beginning of birth pains, pains that we know increase in frequency and intensity. The time is short, and we must share the good news before it's too late. That's a wrap on this week's News in Review. What if... Those are powerful words. It reminds me of the movie Time Machine, when Jeremy Irons is trying to explain to Guy Pearce why he cannot change the future, and that those words, what if, haunt you. Let's dive into that today. What if? What if gasoline was to reach $7 per gallon? You don't think that can happen? Just go to GasBuddy or any other fuel app and put in uh, Los Angeles, California. AAA is reporting that the average price per gallon in the U.S. is now $4.32 a gallon. What if the annual inflation was 8%? Oh wait, you don't think that's possible? According to the U.S. inflation calculator, the 12-month inflation rate from March of 2021 to February of 2022 was 7.9%. And the rolling 12-month average is still increasing. Here's the annualized inflation numbers starting in August of last year. 5.3%, 5.4%, 6.2%, 6.7%, 6.8%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6.9%, 6
So what about the what if of today's topic? What if the United States had secret biolabs in Ukraine? You don't think that's a possibility? That this is just a Russian disinformation campaign? Right. Honestly, a close friend of mine sent me several news articles more than a week ago attesting to this very fact, and I said to myself, that's not legitimate news. In fact, that's not even a known source. That's hogwash. That's nothing more than elevated conspiracy theory. Then I read it again from several different sources, and again, I came to the same conclusion. I, could, I completely discounted it as pure conspiracy fantasy. Then Tucker Carlson for Fox News picked up the story, and that raised my eyebrows. Say what you want about Fox News. They certainly have their issues and are no longer the beacon of conservative reporting where they report and you decide. But they also seem more careful than other outlets to search for the truth of a story before actually reporting it. So it certainly raised my eyes when I saw him address this issue. But then, to put the icing on the cake, I heard testimony from Victoria Newland. Have you ever heard of her? I hadn't either. She is the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs of the United States. I'm not even sure what she does. But she was testifying before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing on March the 8th. Listen to this exchange between her and Florida Senator Marco Rubio. Well, um, I only have a minute left. Let me ask you, um, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or, uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100% it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Now, this statement that she made doesn't necessarily implicate the USA per se, but here's a quote from the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine more than a year ago in April of 2020. Quote, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine clarified the U.S.-Ukrainian partnership in an effort to set the record straight regarding disinformation on what is described as a strong U.S.-Ukrainian partnership to reduce biological threats. The statement explained that the U.S.-Ukraine partnership is part of a biological threat reduction program which works with Ukrainian government to consolidate and secure pathogens and toxins of security concern in Ukrainian government facilities while allowing for peaceful research and vaccine development. Uh, okay. That takes this conversation to a whole new level. What if the U.S., what if the U.S. is actually working with Ukraine to develop bioweapons? Now, the Russians are saying we are working to test coronavirus pathogens on bats and etc., but honestly, I wouldn't trust the Russian propaganda machine as far as I could throw them. But this is our own embassy admitting that we have a partnership with Ukraine. None of this justifies Putin's genocide of the Ukrainian people, but it's definitely an asterisk on the developing story and, quite frankly, a disturbing trend over what we've learned since 2020 and the COVID-19 virus. 
What if the U.S. was giving money to foreign laboratories that either intentionally or accidentally released a highly contagious and virulent pathogen? Do I really have to explain that? The U.S. gave grant money to the biolab in Wuhan, China, that became ground zero for what we now know as COVID-19. If you've been paying attention at all, you will have by now seen the many heated exchanges between Anthony Fauci and Senator Rand Paul about the definition of -of gain-of-function research and that the U.S. did not give money to the Wuhan lab for gain-of-function research specifically. Folks, this is just semantics. We can argue all day long on whether dollars that may have been given were used directly on the coronavirus pathogen, but that's not really the story here. That's like arguing whether or not taxpayer funds are directly funding abortions with Planned Parenthood. Yes, the Hyde Amendment is supposed to prevent this, but at the end of the day, we give funds to Planned Parenthood, and they perform abortions. Those are the facts, and they are undisputed. In the New York Post article on November 4, 2021, we read that a letter from Lawrence Tabak, the National Institute of Health's Principal Deputy Director, to Representative James Comer, Republican Kentucky, confirms that the NIH-funded research at the WIV during 2018 and 19 that manipulated a bat coronavirus called WY, excuse me, that's WIV1. Researchers at that institute grafted spike proteins from other coronaviruses onto WIV1 to see if the modified virus was capable of binding in a mouse that possessed the ACE2 receptors found in humans, the same receptors to which SARS-CoV-2 binds. The modified virus produced more rapidly and made infected humanized mice sicker than the unmodified virus. Starting in 2014, the NIH's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, headed by Dr. Anthony Fauci, funded the New York-based research nonprofit Echo Health Alliance with annual grants from 2020 for, quote, understanding the risk of bat coronavirus emergence. Again, folks, we can argue all day long if the actual funds coming from the U.S. were directly used to produce the COVID-19 pathogen, but at the end of the day, just like Planned Parenthood, we provided funds to the Wuhan lab and COVID-19 came from that same lab. Those are the facts, and they are undisputed. So what if the United States is funding biolabs all over the world? Before COVID-19, you probably would react like I would to that statement. That's preposterous. There's no way we would give funding to other countries to develop dangerous pathogens. Or we wouldn't put at least our own biolabs in other countries without guaranteeing their security, right? Yet it's very possible that is exactly what we have done and are doing. So this story is so new, I don't even know where to go with this. But I know I have a ton of questions. How many biolabs do we have? Where are they located around the world? Do we own and operate biolabs globally? If so, why do we do this outside of our country? Are there laws that our government skirts around by doing it this way? What kind of research is being done? Who has access to this research? Who funds the research? Is it the NIH? Is it the Defense Department? What is the true amount of funds devoted to this? Why do we fund labs in places that are clearly considered hostile governments or even our enemies, aka China? This makes no sense to me at all. Who knows about these labs? Who gets debriefed on them? Are the executive and legislative branches equally involved in working together? These are just the questions I could come up with in five minutes. I think these are questions that the American people deserve an answer to. When what if becomes yes, it's true, and it was done in secrecy, I think we have a ton to be concerned about. Write your congressman today and demand full transparency 
to all biolab programs funded by the U.S. government outside our country. That's all we have today. Thank you for joining us on The Grid. Special thanks again to our sponsor, Mercantile Mountain. To purchase our products today, visit mercantilemountain.com. Don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. I'm Chris Coleman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot. Thank you.